You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always are my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. And it looks like, uh, unfortunately, everybody is indoors for the COVID-19 for uh, this, you know, coronavirus thing that's going around. And... uh, I I have kind of been inside, outside. I've actually gone out to the field a couple of times, but you two boys <laughs> have found each other and are now sequestered together. Well, we're right now uh, broadcasting from our bunker hermetically sealed, 65 <laughs> feet below the ground. So <laughs> I don't know how you guys are surviving outside. Uh, I figure it's pretty much mayhem, uh, killing, the maiming the, for food and toilet paper. I, I don't know what, but Mike and I are <laughs> drinking a fine Chianti wine. Uh-huh. Uh, by our simulated fireplace on the TV, and uh, we're having a roast duck tonight, I think. Oh, there you go. Well, look at that. <laughs> well, uh, if you are uh, affected by the uh, the virus, we do uh, appreciate you know what you're going through, and uh, we want you to stay safe. So, from the Fart Fire Podcast, all those people who are uh, you know kind of having to stay home. Uh, we wish you that uh, the best of luck, and hopefully you are building something. That's really what uh, what should be happening, right? Is that you should be putting yeah. a kit together or doing some repairs. Unlike me, going out to the field and wrecking my airplanes, uh, yeah, <laughs> it gives we'll me something to do that. later. Actually, Hobby King put out a like one of their ads, and it said something like, "Since you're stuck, since you're stuck indoors, this is a good time to get a plane." Or we know what you're doing. That's you're, true. You're, you're doing your plane, and we're we're having a plane sale. I think it's what they're, yeah. they're pushing. I, I did. I did. I got that as well. So, well, as you know, the uh, airways uh, ha- are not quite as filled with people as it, it could be. They've kind of put us on a little standby list. And so I've uh, had a little bit of time to just kind of, you know, get stuff done. And and this weekend is the um, actually last weekend was the jet jet rally. So I was able to kind of slip out and uh, go down to Tucson and participate in that. Um there wasn't a whole lot of people there. Anything come home with you? Did, I did, did not. Did you bring anything uh, home? There wasn't a whole lot of people there. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know, there was probably <laughs> probably about 10 or 15 people. And most of them from local. We didn't have a whole lot of... There were, There was a couple of people from California that traveled over, but most of us were fairly local. And, and um, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of... Uh, interacting we kept our social distancing everybody stayed you know several feet apart and uh, they only flew maybe two people at a time because uh, there wasn't like a big long line and uh, I actually believe it or not didn't take anything down there because you know my f-15 was in the trailer and my uh, my l-39 is in the repair stage so anyway Spencer let me fly his a-10 so while I was down there I was flying the EDF so that was pretty fun but we had a great time uh, I was only down oh, there good. for one day. Um, I had other stuff I had to get done, but uh, it was kind of a nice time. It was the annual jet rally, and you know they, everybody kind of you know did well with uh, you know kind of staying apart and and not getting anybody else affected. But uh, it, it was fun. I uh, I had a good time seeing you know seeing the guys that I I don't normally see <laughs> from uh, from out, the, those that were from out of town that came into town. So, so did you see any uh, really good saves or really bad crashes? Oh yes, as a matter of fact, um, and I got to give kudos to Spencer um, because he he was able to help. But so uh, the guy has an EVO Bandit. I don't know if you know what one of those no. are. Um, so in the turbine world, um, BVM has uh, a couple airplanes, Bob Ouellette models, and uh, one of them is a fairly large. Um, I don't know, it's a shockwave, a banded, EVO, um, you know, type airplane. But anyway, it looks like, uh, I'm trying to think of what it would look like. Uh, it looks like an F5, basically. Oh, actually okay. more like, a, you know, the E-Flight Havoc that just came out? 
It, yeah. it looks very similar to that, but it's just, you know, two or three times larger. So anyway, the guy uh, put the thing together and uh, he took it out there. Beautiful model. And he takes off. And as soon as he takes off and makes a turn, the nose starts going left to right. And Ooh. as it's going left to right, he's trying to correct it, counteract it. It gets worse and worse and worse. So when he rolls into a turn, it kind of, you know, settles down. But at the same time, when he levels the wings, it just starts rocking back and forth. And I mean really hard. And uh, so anyway, I'm sitting next to uh, one kind of the of guys. kind of sounds like I've... a gyro problem. That's exactly what it was. Ooh, so the Jesus. gyro, and this is the problem. Uh, once again, this is a good topic. But if you run a gyro in your airplane, make sure that your gyro has a switch. So if something goes wrong, you can switch it off. And he had set this gyro up to be on all the time. So it was on for takeoff, and now it's on for the flight, and he has no way to turn it off. So now the airplane is r- really bucking around. Uh, the faster he goes, the worse so, it gets. So wait, the, so wait, so wait, Mike. So d- this wasn't like the first time he's flown it or anything like that, is it? I or, don't know if it, it was the maiden or not, but I think it may have been the first time he put the gyro in. Okay. Or, or he just bought it. I, I, I didn't get the full story because I was sitting back, uh, you know, where we were so where we were kind of you know hanging right. out. Uh, what I was getting at is if he had if he had this plane, he's flown it before with that gyro, and I can see that then after you you know you fly it, you trim it, and then you you turn that switch off just you know because you like the way it flies. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing I was going to say was that he didn't have it all the way level. You know what I mean? The plane wasn't level. He initialized it. No, that was, yeah. he had before. it sitting on the ground level, so that wasn't the oh, problem. Okay. It, it so was an eye gyro in the way he had it set up in his radio, and he was using a DX18 uh, or DX20, uh, something like that. Uh, but, yeah, it was set up to where the gyro was on all the time. And, and what the problem was, uh, well, anyway, he, he's out there flying around, and uh, John Gerhardt and I were sitting there, and, and we were like, oh, my gosh, that looks like a rudder problem, you know, because the rudder was like you could see the rudder moving. But when he went into a turn – then everything kind of slowed down, and it just it made a perfectly beautiful turn. Uh, but when he leveled the wings, once again, the nose started swinging around. Anyway, he tried several attempts to get it around, uh, but it just kept getting worse, and he was wearing himself out. So Spencer walked over there and said, uh, you know, hey, if you want me to help you, uh, I can try to get it on the ground, but I just can't make any guarantees. You know, I'll give it my best shot. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, I'm I'm to the point now, which I will tell you that anytime you're flying a, you know, turbine or a big airplane like that and everything's moving, uh, it can get very tiring very quickly, especially if you're under a lot of stress and you don't want to, you know, rack a very expensive airplane. Right. right. So anyway, John and I were sitting back there. Both of us are pilots. And uh, John, John looked at me and said, I think that's a rudder problem. And I said, yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like it is a rudder problem. And he says, well, why don't you just give it full rudder? And I was like, I was thinking the same thing. You know, just put full rudder in it. That way the, the rudder stops moving. Now you're skidding around all over the place. But yeah. uh, so as soon as Spencer, while we're having this conversation, as, as soon as Spencer uh, takes over the airplane, you just see the airplane stop moving. You see the rudder full deflection. So the airplane's kind of skidding around. And he flew it around a little bit to kind of burn some gas off but and, and to kind of feel the airplane, what it was doing. Uh, but you know, there wasn't a whole lot of rudder that's not like a 3d airplane where you're getting, uh, you know, 45 degrees of throw. It's, right. Right. It's way, would, that would be bad. Yeah. It would be bad. But anyway, it stopped moving around. So Spencer brought it around and, uh, and touched down and got it stopped right on the runway and everybody clapped, you know, they're like, Hey, good job. And so Spencer looked down at the radio and said, well, you don't have it on a switch. <laughs> We're going to correct that right now. So within the next five or 10 minutes, he whipped a, you know, basically the the programming and put the, everything on a switch so that now the guy could take off and so they flew it again uh, a couple minutes later about 15 or 20 minutes later after he had reprogrammed the radio and it was a beautiful flight the guy you know he basically trimmed it all but what what they found was is that the gyro uh when you put rudder in the gyro would fight it so it would put more so the more rudder you put in the more the more, or, you know, if you put rudder in, the gyro put more rudder in, and that so thing flipped over. What's that? That thing was flipped over. It, it would have, yeah, it would have. If, no, no, no. I think the the demon or whatever it was was flipped over, right? Oh no, no, no! It was an eye gyro, and it wasn't flipped over. It's just the way he had it programmed. It was, um, it, it was the gain. The gain was if I put gain. a little in, it gives a lot. 
you know, so it was kind of like, you know, going back and forth. But anyway, they, they flew it again, uh, a couple of times after that and it uh, worked out really well. So I, you know, nothing came home in a, in a box, uh, which was really good news. Um, and then, you know, everybody kind of had a good time. So, uh, Spencer flew his big F-16 and uh, touched down, and I think something happened with the gear door, and or the, the the nose gear didn't come down, or it did come down, but then when he touched down, it folded back up. <laughs> so oh. it wasn't locked. Anyway, yeah, because he was uh, going to get pictures and everything, and so it kind of you know kind of screwed some of that stuff up. But he was able to get the gear door back on, and the pictures look great. I'll I'll post some on our Facebook page, but. Uh, or I'll have him do it, but uh, they, you know, he he modeled that airplane after one down in Tucson, and then basically um, he was able to take it down to the real airplane, and they they did a side by side comparison of his airplane versus the real airplane. And that's a it's a Dutch plane, right? It is. It's uh, for the Dutch uh, Royal Dutch Air Force, and it's on loan, you know, from those guys down here to the Tucson uh, Air National Guard Training Squadron. So well, that's pretty cool. They must they must have dug that. Oh, yeah. He said everybody came out. He, um, they actually let him taxi it. So he pulled it out of the trailer, assembled it, fired it up, and taxied it out to the real airplane. So, like, they had all the guys from the guard unit because it was a drill weekend, and uh, they all came around. He comes around a corner like the normal airplane would come down, you know, <laughs> and pulls it into the parking <laughs> space really underneath the wing. <laughs> it's so yeah. small. He pulled it in underneath the wing of the other airplane. But uh, they, they do have some really cool uh, – you know, pictures. And they actually have one of his airplane sitting on the wing of the F-16, of the real F-16. Oh, very cool. I was like, okay, I don't even want to yeah, know how cool. you guys got it up there. And he's like, it was a task. He said several of us, you know, kind of hefted it up there and let it sit there. But it's got a good angle because you can see his airplane and then you can see the tail and then the tail of the real airplane to see how close they are. And I have to say it's 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 pretty dang close. So. Well, as I say, you nailed it then, right? Because you did the I graphics. Did, yeah, that, I did right? some of the. Yeah, I did the graphics. <laughs> for I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. I uh, not tooting my own horn, but it does look good. So now I just oh, cut oh, them. What was that? I hear a train coming. Toot toot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I uh, I just did them. Uh, you know, I digitized them and put them in, and then cut the uh, the masks for him. But he actually did all the paintings, so it looks okay. really really good. So. And wow. then uh, their squadron patch, I, re- I had to redo <laughs> redo all that from scratch, so that was kind of a pain. But it looks good too. And we wound up having to actually do uh, dry transfer, so that's a new skill that uh, Spencer decided to try and you know learn. And so he he was experimenting with that. But it's kind of a long drawn out process. I won't go won't bore everybody with details, but it it it's like a seven step process to get this ready to just you know dry transfer onto your aircraft. So, and any mistake huh. in the, in, you know, along the way just causes it to mess it up. So, oh, but hey, remember, cool. remember, uh, I think back in December, I uh, was talking about it like a handheld little printer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So I can... got one for my daughter, and th- th- you just reminded me of something. So I got one for my daughter, and it took forever, you know, when I got off of Indigo oh, yeah, sure. or whatever it was. Well, it took forever for them to kind of fill the order or whatever. So I, I just, I didn't get it, but she just got it, just showed up on her door. And so I called her up and uh, she goes, did you send me something or whatever? I go, oh yeah, it's your Christmas <laughs> gift, you know, Christmas in March. Type yeah, thing, sure. You know? And so she, uh, so she's like, oh, you know, hey, thanks. You know, I wasn't expecting anything. Well, I said, well, great. I said, so um, am I, am I, uh, am I, uh, you know, did I go from zero to hero or, you know, was it worth the wait? And she goes, no, this thing's actually really cool. And I go, oh, okay. So she was explaining, she was explaining it to me, and it's kind of web based. You know, the whole the software is kind of web based. You go on there, you do your graphics, you do your typeset, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you download it to your phone, which uploads it to the uh, little printer, and then you know, then you can print it out on whatever you want. So once again, I, you just you just reminded me with the you were just talking about the dry transfer and stuff. Um, once again, she surprised me because I was thinking, oh, you know, you can mark your, your stuff. Cause she, you know, she's in the reserves now you can, you can mark your right. stuff or you could do this with it. You could do that with it. And she goes, oh yeah, but I, I'm probably going to use it for my nails. And I said, oh, there you your, go. Your nails. How, how, yeah. how would you do that? And she goes, oh, well the way it works is, is that you buy the transfer sheets that you right. use for models, you know, like you do for the water models. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so water, it's water a clear slides. sheet. 
the water slide models, right? So she has the sheet. She goes, yeah, the problem with that is, is that you're supposed to put it in a regular printer, print out the pattern you want, but you end up wasting the sheet, the whole sheet. Right. By the time it prints out to get this, you know, one or two or three or, you know, whatever things for your nails. And I said, okay, so how is this going to be different? She goes, oh, well, with this thing, all I have to do is I come out, I put down a ruler, you know, to that I'm going to use to, you know, guide it against. And then I just slide it and, you know, beep, beep, and there's the, the one or two things for my nails. I just cut out what I want. Right. You don't have to the paper, waste the whole sheet. Put the rest of the paper back. And now I didn't waste the whole sheet. And then I can, you know, dry transfer, or not dry, but, you know, water, water transfer slide. them with the paper onto my nail. And I'm, I'm off at the races. And I said, really? I, wow. I didn't even think of that. And she goes, I didn't either. I was just sitting there thinking about it. And I was like, hey, this is perfect for that. So, yeah, there's, so she likes it. She, she, she was busy marking up her whole room and sending me pictures and, you know, you can put it on, uh, you can get different, uh, since it use it doesn't use a special ink, it just uses the regular, uh, cartridges for a, uh, I like an HP inkjet printer. Right. So they, you know, they have different inks for like doing stuff onto t-shirts and, you know, you could do tattoos, you could do all sorts of stuff with this little printer. So anyway, so she's, she's really happy with it. And I still think that for our modeling stuff, that something like that would be quite interesting to use. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Cause it, it would have been, you know, beneficial, especially if it, if it's a direct, you know, to a piece, if you can print right on the piece, you print right on the piece. Yeah. That would have been, you know, and the cool part is it, it can, it can print on glass. It can print, you know, sure. like I said, it can print sure. on cloth material, glass, whatever. As long as you can swipe across it, you know, and I guess the cool. base of it's like, I don't know, three by three, I guess is the, you know, in a Well, as you said, if you can't, then you can just swipe it onto something else and then transfer it. Yeah, transfer it over. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah. Well, so you guys got together this weekend and uh, been Yeah, doing Mike was, uh, he was and... kind enough to uh, jump in his car and bring down some of his toys uh, yeah. and our schedules kind of aligned and. He came down to have some fun, and we've been uh, knocking it out uh, the whole weekend, I guess. We've been oh. pretty busy, I mean, you know, yeah. for projects and stuff. So uh, Mike jetted down uh, real quick and uh, got here early on Friday or whatever it was, and we kind of unloaded his car, um, brought in all his planes, and, and looked at him, and I said, well, what what do you want to make or what do you want to build? And Mike was like, oh, I what what's the thing called, an MX-2 or something? Oh yeah, yeah MX two. Oh, yeah, dude. So, he has this. Yep. so you brought stuff in the box, right? No, 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 uh, no. I brought I brought planes that I had already put together, uh-huh. uh, but they just needed something like the oh, MX two I, I brought because I see. Uh, the MX two I brought because I haven't flown that plane because it's a pain in the butt to get the battery in and out, and I mm-hmm. I just hate bothering with it. Right. It's and the and the battery slipped a couple times. It's like this thing drives me nuts. Right. And so um, I brought it down. I was like, you know what? I'm going to either I'm going to slice this thing up into little pieces, <laughs> trying to make this foam thing work. Sure. Or I'm going to, you know, or, or something's going to happen. Like I'm going to make something happen, whether it break it or fix it. One of the two. Sure. But something's going to happen. And so uh, we started talking about what the issues were. And Jay goes, well, why don't we just make a battery tray? I like a battery tray. That's a great idea. What, what are you going to do for design? And so we start talking and. And, uh, and basically, it's just a, a C bracket. It doesn't have any sides because it's a thin hole. And so we didn't want to add extra plastic and didn't, didn't need extra plastic because we just had to be able to pull it out from the spot. Because it's, it's actually, uh, the battery fits in there really snug, but it's a pain in the butt to get it in and out. And uh, just, just generally, it's a pain. Yeah, so, it's, just big, it's just big enough in the fuselage because that's to slide all the way up to the cowl. Uh, from like right. the uh, from the spar all the way up to the cowl, and right, the, there's nothing that CG. you can't pick the cowl off. Like in some models, it has to it goes through the fuselage all the way up to the cowl, and the problem is when it's all the way up to the cowl, you can't you're not sure if you get it all the way up there or or you know or not. Did it make and, it the whole way or not? <laughs> so we made this little piece, and then Jake came with this really great idea of having a hinged extension, so that when you're pushing it in there, you have something to hold on to. And when you get it all the way there, he put a little round uh, end on it so it snaps right onto the cross the uh, spar. Yes. Yeah, oh, like yeah. So it won't so, move so, around. Yeah. So right. It so it can't come oh, back. Oh, that's smart. Very yeah. smart. Yeah, it was really smart. And so um, 
And so we we put that together. And then while we were just fooling around, you know, looking at it, and I was like, yeah, one of the things that I want to look at too is this uh, this spot right here. And it was basically um, where the spar went through the foam. On one side of the foam, it was really open. Like yeah, it got it wallowed out. Wallowed out, right. Mm -hmm. And so Jay goes, well, why don't we just print a little spar holder? I was like, what are you talking about? I'll just print a little round thing and we'll put it on the end. It'll be fine. And I'm like, what? And so we, we you got to learn to speak Jay. Just, <laughs> no, no, I, no. It made sense. I was just like, uh, it makes complete sense, right? So we put this thing out. It's a three millimeter high thing. It's got two millimeter walls. It wasn't very thick. It's all I had to do is sit in the foam and stop it from wallowing out anymore. Right. Sure. And damn it, it worked like a champ. I mean, it was great. We printed a quick one out to make sure that the circle was right, that we, you know, we measured it, printed a little sort of test piece, put that on, it was great. And then we printed two other pieces out to, to uh, finish the job. And it's like, okay, now I can think of two other things that we can print out to do. You know what I mean? It just kept right, going yeah. from there. And, once and the, once the uh, juices started flowing, it's like, oh, that, uh, hey, let's print this out. Let's print that out. <laughs> you you put yeah, the herd yeah, on that 3D printer this what's weekend. What's cool is these would all work on my printer too, which is a smaller sure. one than Jay's. Sure. Uh, but that they would all work on that. Now mine, I'd have to. They're gonna be in two pieces, so I'll have to glue it together. But it still will work if I want to print it off of my printer. Actually, it worked out that the pieces are exactly a hundred uh, millimeters, if I'm oh, not mistaken. There you go. So that's as big as my bed. Anyway, oh, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. So we put, you know, that, 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 that alone just made it, uh, fun to fly. And, uh, you know, now it was, now it was something I could do. I, I had two different batteries. Um, if you remember, I bought some China lobby, yeah. China hobby, China hobby batteries China a while back. Batteries. Right. And, uh, one of them is a 75 C supposedly. And it's this big white thing. It's probably one and a half times the size of most 2200s. Mm hmm. Um, which is how they get the C rating, I guess. I'm, yeah. I'm not exactly sure what that's the case there. But anyway, so that one was heavier, obviously. But the plane still flew very nice. Like the CG didn't change so much that it was, you know, unflyable. Right. So that was cool. So then I could put either ba either one of those batteries in there. Um, and then we flew it around and um, trimmed it out and... It had some real serious trim problems. Yeah, first. it was pretty interesting because we went out like the next day and, you know, got up there nice and early in the morning. And the three planes or four planes that we flew that day, you know, it wasn't a maiden for any of the planes. It was like, a you know, the re-maidens. Yeah, yeah, re right. And so, you know, with all the little cosmetic things that we did uh, to like the MX-2 and uh, the other planes, uh, repairing things, uh, we got out there and it was, they were all handful they were all, it was like, they were terribly out of trim. They were terrible. It was like, you know, like we looked everything over and had everything like good to go. But the minute they started flying, Mike's like, whoa, whoa Jay, you know, cause like I'm walking, I'm like walking off, doo -doo 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 -doo, you know, <laughs> it should be fine. You tossed it in the air and then turned your back. That's all. Yeah, I turned my back and yeah. I'm walking back <laughs> yeah. to get my stuff to fly. And Mike's like, get over here. Oh man, give me, I need all the right trim you can get me, you know, you know, things like counting <laughs> off, you know, that type of thing. Mm, so boy. basically we got, we got all the planes, uh, trimmed out. And like I said, that MX-2, once we got it trimmed out, um, it flew really, really nice. Now we had another issue with it too, that Mike, uh, he forgot a couple of things. Every time he comes down, he forgets something. No, I didn't forget I, anything. I brought everything. It just wasn't the right everything. So. Oh, right. Well, okay. Well, okay. I guess so. It's, it's better than last time because you didn't bring your radio. You brought a radio, but not. A <laughs> I brought my radio. That's right. Yeah. My radio, I guess you, right. you're staying in suit with what you like, the theme that you like to do. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So he uh, uh, didn't have the right landing gear for the thing, so we had to kind of do a belly land. Um, and also, which didn't worked you put, out fine. Yeah. Um, did that one? Uh, did it? Which was the plan that you had the new? Uh, Oh, it's not called an escape. What, what is it? Uh, the the electronic speed controller. Electronic speed controller. Yes, I don't want to. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't want to upset the the listeners. But that that was on the that was on the tough wing. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that one had a problem because you did, we couldn't get the brake quite right. So. Um, yeah. And that plane loves so, spinning. So speaking of the, yeah. So speaking of the wings, so we fly like we normally do, which is fly around a little bit to get used to it try to fly fast around each other to try to crash into each other. 
and then we try to then we slow down and it's like come get me kind of a thing you know oh, right because right. it's it's hard when you're circling around each other really to get the other guy sure and so so jay gets gets to go in and i'm uh, what i like to do is i like to come in below him and then hit the throttle hard and come up and smash underneath him for two reasons one i don't i want to try not to catch the prop smart right because if you come in from the back uh and then and then two it it's uh you know easier on my plane if i'm just denting the nose and then also on his plane if it's just denting the nose if the nose is being dented in right so so you know just generally that's a better way to go well i don't remember the angles we were at but whatever however i hit him i hit him exactly right on the on the uh, one side of the wing it made both of our units pinwheel so basically you're looking at two beautiful pinwheels in the sky it was like they were spinning around at at high speed because uh, you couldn't even see they look like circles i mean it, it looked just like a yeah, pinwheel and yeah. i was like what is going on and i'm like how do you come out of a pinwheel and i was like <laughs> what what am i gonna do i was like oh i'll just wait and see what happens because they weren't coming down they were both yeah they're just still well spinning. jay's was right yeah jay's was jay's was sort of coming down but mine was sort of staying in the air because i had that upward momentum right right and so it was staying in the air and then uh and then eventually like all of a sudden it just stops which is really crazy because it's pinwheeling around and all of a sudden it goes and then stops and goes straight down and it's like wow that's crazy and jay uh had enough distance to ground to save his so no winner on that hit because you only win if the other guy goes no, down. No, I'll give right? you I'll give you a win on that because I I got to admit like I said that my mental image for the whole thing cuz I wasn't we were you know we were kind of playing or whatever but I was just cruising. I was just like in my white zone, you know, I'm just like mm-hmm. doo 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 doo. And that's when Mike hits me. That's when like when we're trying to hit each other, oh, you know, yeah, never happen. like I am mentally trying to get each other. We're we're talking to each other like I am coming left, you know, <laughs> 9 degrees. Okay, I see you, you know, my speed is, you know, half throttle, sure. quarter throttle. You know, and we're trying to get each other and we can't do it. Well, I'm just fat, dumb and happy and I'm just kind of putting along. He hit me perfectly and like he was saying now so perfectly that when he hit i was like oh crap it made that nice squap noise yeah, right my plane lost all inertia it stopped you know forward motion in the sense but mm-hmm. it to, to give you an idea of what at least in my head what it looked like is remember when you were kids and you made those little um triangles and you do the football things and you flick it from the you know trying yeah. to go through the goal yeah it looked just like that so the plane was my plane was spinning around like like one of those things. Now all the all the you know I didn't have a lot of forward motion, uh-huh. but all that inertia went into the, hit one side of it and just it just went into all all the emotion went into that spinning, but it wasn't really going forward. And I had and the plane just kind of it was just doing that and I just stopped and it started to fall and I was like, "Oh crap. I got nothing." <laughs> I got no, I have no speed, I have no right. n- nothing. It's just falling. And like you said, I had just, uh, we were just high enough that I was, you know, I didn't touch it. I just didn't touch anything. And uh, it came out, got the nose, you know, kind of straightened out. And I pulled it out. And uh, as Mike would say, it was heading right for him, <laughs> which was kind of funny. Uh, and then I poured the coals to it just before I got off the ground, you know. Yeah, so. he, he was pointing about head high and he's pulled yeah. out of the, out of the, uh, out of his downward uh, trend and then but, coming uh, right it, at both it of was us. Be- it was beautiful with the thwack, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the plane's just falling out of the sky. It was awesome. That's wow. when you really wish you had a helmet cam or something. It was, it yeah. was, a, it, yeah, was it was one of those thing things like, I've... did you see that? Yeah, I did. Oh, at least somebody's. I, the good I news witness, is, but... is that you were both there, so you could both witness it. Yeah, yeah. we could both witness yeah. it. Right? It would really be crappy it. if like a bird hit your airplane and it did oh, all right? that, and then you yeah. had this story to tell where like nobody was <laughs> there. Turn around, this bird did you guys see that? Oh, I'm out here at the field by myself again. Exactly. The bird's husband saw it, but other than that, there you go. No doubt. But yeah, we had kind of cool. We had a really good day. For, for yeah, the, what else? For that. What else? We flew that, that um, and your 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 uh, glider. Yeah, I flew my uh, flew my uh, uh, and the no. Talon. Yeah. Oh, and the Talon. We flew that one too. Yeah. Which I didn't charge the headset. Uh, just just for the the uh, FPV the gear. That was the only thing. Yeah. I didn't, didn't charge or whatever. Couldn't do FPV with it, but that flew. But uh, no, I'm really proud of Malik Mike because, uh, like I said, when he we showed up at the house, we started working on stuff with the 3D printer. 
And, you know, we talk, we've been talking a lot about just different things we've been designing or just trying to make. Sure. And so I, like I said, we were sitting there brainstorming about this and we drew, uh, you know, a very crude uh, caveman drawing on a piece of paper. And then we started to design it out and I kind of got him going and then I sat him down at the computer and then, you know, he pretty much did the rest. So he got to learn something. Uh, I got to, you know, kind of work on a new project. Not to say that it was too difficult in a sense, but it was really nice. We, we were able to, to knock that out and, and make something really productive and useful with, uh, you know, for our, for our hobby. We need to make a skid plate for that Panther. You think what, you think it'll work? I don't know. Cause it's such a weird shape. Is that Jim? So yeah, but it's Jim's got a Panther? handle, so you could you could you could slide it on or something, or or you know clip it on because it's mm. foam, so it'll clip around it probably. Is that yeah? Is so it you Jim's, know, Jim's Panther you're talking about? No, 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 it's no. A, no. It's a D35 or something like that. It's a, yeah, you've flown it before. It has that really EDF weird plate. bottom where the the handles like this like uh, a circle type around circle type thing, and when it lands, it lands on that little handle and because of the way it lands it's you know it's kind of like landing on half a wheel and it kind of noses over oh, yeah. it, it can never land right it doesn't slide right right so it's kind of right, like land, right. it's like a weeble exactly kind right. of it doesn't quite land right when hmm. you go to land the thing but uh it was that's uh, the, when the plane flies the plane flies great it's just it lands really weird well there you but, go but uh, no it was uh we had a really uh uh productive uh evening for for knocking that stuff out uh, I thought we did something else. We built something else that night. We uh, we we uh, worked on my throttle because my uh, paramotor throttle didn't work. Oh, that yeah yeah. Oh, so that's right. so we went out to go fly it and tried to start it, mm-hmm. and uh, it wouldn't start. It was like, what's going on? I just started this like a couple of days ago. You know, I've been flying it, and so I was like, well, it must have been you know the, the thing down. Well, it turns out that the wires come out of the throttle control and it broke two of the wires oh wow so we had to and it was guess what it was the kill switch (laughs) can't i don't really want to fly without the kill switch sure Uh, i could but i didn't really want to and uh so we brought it back and i was like i was in a terrible mood because that's stuff i don't know how to do anything with yet right and i was just like this is ridiculous I, i brought it all the way down here i can't fly uh, it was a beautiful, when we went to go fly, it was beautiful. And uh, there were a bunch of guys out there flying. And I was like jonesing to go up. And I just couldn't go. So we, when we got home, um, we're looking at it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to take that crimp thing off. And then there's all these pieces we're going to need. And, there's, you know, we're in the middle of Wimberley, in the middle of of, of the potential COVID, shut, COVID right. shutdown right. stuff. Right. And all this stuff, right? It's like, this is essential. I got to get this from the store, you know. But uh, uh, then I started looking as I noticed there's a C clamp right on the uh, um, on the on the throttle cable, and uh, I said, "Well, gosh, I could take that C clamp off, and then that whole thing will come off as an assembly, and then I can just let's do this." And so all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm back to uh, you know working on it. We and we popped it off pretty quick. You yeah. know, of course, At first it was like the thing we're worried you. about. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, by that time, it's night, apart. right? Oh, yeah. By that time, it's night. And so here we are taking a C-clamp off. Who knows what happens to C-clamps when you pull them off? Twang. They go sailing through the air. But we we had some really good stuff going on. We had a paper towel underneath the whole thing, and we had uh, hands blocking it from jetting away. And there was, you know, we did some stuff to get that thing off, and it came off. Uh, really pretty straightforwardly easy mm. and uh and then so we dissembled the whole thing and of course we broke out the ts100 and soldered the wires back and uh you know dang if we didn't put it together took us a couple hours all told uh and that that puppy started up with the with the electronic start i mean it just went right up top right up top it was great wow. so so for me this is in park flyer podcast stuff but it's more about more about uh, having a broken thing, uh, taking a look at it, getting over yourself, and you know, get to fixing it so it'll work again. Yeah, you know, that's, that's that, why I brought it up. That that makes a lot of sense, and you know, I think uh, this year and just in the last six months or so, that uh, all of us have kind of you know reached through that or maybe a breakthrough, I guess, where we've had things, uh, whether you know it was one related to RC or not, but. 
you know, where we've learned a new skill or at least taken uh, the opportunity to jump into something that we are not quite as comfortable with. You know, I, uh, on my L39, I was stripping, I stripped the paint, you know, I'm looking at doing some fiberglass work and some other stuff that I'm not real comfortable with, but, you know, I've been able to kind of do, uh, do it and then, you know, kind of say, okay, well, let me see how this works and then have a mentor like, um, you know, like Spencer, who's really a good, good guy that does, um, or have a guy like Spencer who's really good at, you know, fiberglassing and he takes a look at it and says, no, you should really do this, this, and this. And, and this is kind of interesting that you brought that up because it's a soldering issue. So it's electronic, uh, at the electric festival this year, uh, we had made a big order from extreme flight, actually from the Northwest of super Tim up there at Northwest RC. And he brought down, you know, probably 10 different airplanes for us. Um, you know, for this group that was down here and we all ordered one and I ordered a 60 inch, um, baby metal MXS to replace oh, that was a beautiful plane too. Yeah. To replace the, uh, the demonstrator that I sold at the electric festival. And so this weekend I was out, uh, somebody, one of my other friends called and said, Hey man, I'm going to go out to the field. Why don't you come on out? And, uh, there was just the two of us. So once again, we practiced social distancing and he was at one table and I was at the other and we got my airplane all put together and I took it out to the field, set it on the ground, added throttle, nothing happened. I don't know what hmm. happened. So I was like, gosh, dang it. What's the story? You know? So I came back and I was looking around everything and I realized that one of the soldering joints, um, now I have the three wires come out of the motor and then I had some extensions on there. Uh, that went into the the ESC, Electronic Speed Controller. And so one of the Electronic Speed Controller ones had come in and out and a couple of times, and it had uh, gotten a cold solder joint, and it wasn't, make, it wasn't making the right connection. So I just removed those, and I stretched the, you know, the motor ones over and plugged them straight into the, ES, uh, the ESC. And <laughs> Hard, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it is. <laughs> I, I plugged them right into the ESC. And so... Uh, <laughs> So I had to kind of zip tie them to kind of keep them from backing out because of the tension on the wires, uh, but it worked perfect. And I went out and uh, and I went to go fly it. And of course, I have a demon in there, and he was standing, you know, kind of close to me and uh, you know spotting for me. And uh, so I took off and I did uh, a couple of maneuvers, and then I did a vertical uh, kind of a tumble vertically, you know, uphill. And then when I got to the top, I was slow enough that I put it into a knife edge spin. And so I, I knife edge spin the airplane down, and then um, I went into an inverted flat spin. And when I went to an inverted flat spin, I, I lost everything. I had, I had no control. But the airplane had slowed down so much that it was like a – it was falling like a little oak leaf. It just was twisting. So – the, the wings were perfectly level. The nose was just, uh, you know, was kind of up in the air, and the tail was kind of hanging. But you could see the rudder was full, uh, full right rudder. So I, I moved the controls, and I was like, no, because <laughs> you know, this thing is like working in slow motion. And, you, you know, if, if you had ever owned a, one of those, you know, early Cox models and you read the directions and it said if you lose a uh, signal, run rapidly towards your <laughs> – towards the model to see if you can reconnect the signal. I, the first thing I did, I just took off running. I was able to get all the way from the pilot box across the runway before the airplane actually hit the ground. It was going that slow. So I landed inverted. Uh, it did smack the ground. It broke the motor box off. It smashed the rudder. But the landing gear was perfect. Uh, the wings are perfect. The uh, elevator, all that stuff, um, you know, it really didn't. It just broke the nose off and smashed the elevator. So anyway, I was all upset. Well, to go back, when I was doing the knife edge spin, uh, one of the, there was another guy that was there, had shown up just as I was going out to fly. And he goes, I don't know what that was, but or if you were paying too much attention. He goes, but when you were doing that knife edge spin, you hear this pop, pop, pop. I mean, it sounded like, you know, like popcorn. He goes, I don't know what that noise was. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know either. So we started picking up parts and laying on the ground just a little bit from the wreckage are the two capacitors that come out of the ESC. Now I have a Talon oh, wow. 90 and the two capacitors are in the very end and they're in a case. 
So it's all wrapped up. So it's not like they're exposed or that, you know, they would get broke off in the, in a crash or anything like that. Normally they don't because they're inside the case. You, you can just see the butt end of them hanging out while they were laying on the ground. So I, and neither one of them had the pins still in them. So both of them had been ejected. I'm not really sure what caused that, but they, uh, basically it, it ejected the uh, capacitors out of the end of that Talon 90 from Castle Creek. So that's a new feature on the Talon 90, <laughs> the, the little rocket, so, jet rocket yeah, engines yeah. that they put in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. so did you see any charring on the wire or, or, you know, was there look? Does it look like something burned through silicon wires? I'm pretty sure. No, nope, they're uh, the silicon's still in uh, good shape. There's no scarring on any of the uh, where you know where they were pushed into the e- uh, into the ESC. They they just you know everything made the connection. Uh, matter of fact, what the about ESC what about uh, you said that you you ran out of zip ties to hold some of the stuff together, so you used safety wire. Yeah, that would, that wasn't you, really effective. Do you think the safety wire cut it cut through the silicon and made contact? Nope. nope. It, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't around that. It was. It was holding a. The only thing that was safety wired was a zip tie. Uh, say that again. Well, because the zip tie was holding everything together, and right. then I safety wired the zip tie to the other zip tie so that that zip ties wouldn't move. Oh, I got you. I got you. Because okay. I didn't I, want the I zip just... tie just backing out. You know, it was. It right, was right, holding. Right, it's right. plastic, and it was just holding everything in. And then I just zip tied the two of them so that they wouldn't move around. Um, because the last time I did that, the, uh, one of the, the little pins came out because it wasn't zip tied. It was zip tied, but the pins still came out. So mm-hmm. what I did is I, right. I'm I just trying to think of what, what could have caused this. So once again, you had the, yeah, I don't know what size, what size prop is this thing supposed to have? 16.7. Oh, okay. You know, cause I, I'm just thinking like, you know, maybe you were supposed to have a, a 15 and you had a 17. No, you know, no, I don't or, think, or, it, you know, uh, something like just something simple like that, that you just kind of over amped it. Yeah, you know? no, it's a 90-amp ESC with a 6-cell. There's no way I got to 90 amps. No way. Even at full wide-open throttle, I think the thing pulls maybe. Right, maybe, right. With the, proper, with the proper prop. With the proper prop. That does sound yeah, like that, that does sound like weird. <laughs> yeah, with the correct prop on there. Yeah. Well, anyway, long story short, I sent you pictures, right? And uh, yeah, you kind of saw the nose. Uh, did I send you the picture, the new pictures? Uh, you sent me some pictures talking about you're going to re- you're just going to go ahead and rebuild the uh, battery case in the front nose because you can't get the parts. Correct. So I I went online. Extreme Flight has uh, because of this whole virus thing, uh, a lot of the the shipments from China are not able to come in because they're they're sending essential stuff. Uh, they can so, work while they're in bed, sick. <laughs> I know, right? Got to give me something to do. That's essential. Uh, so so the fuselage is not available, and so I was pretty much you know either. I had to buy a new airplane, which, you know, is very expensive, uh, or I had to figure something out. Well, after watching Spencer rebuild some of these and hanging out with him, I thought, well, how hard can this be? You know, I I still have all these parts. So I just kind of took it all together and brought it into the house. And this weekend I spent probably about mm, four or five hours and I recreated a bunch of the, um, you know, the wood that uh, was missing and totally rebuilt the the box. I used the existing parts, put them all back together, and uh, and now it's good as new. Well, not good as new. It's obviously been <laughs> Frankenstein together, but but uh, luckily popsicle sticks, balsa wood, and some other stuff that I had in my and a bunch of prayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, now it's all back together. I'm just waiting for the arrival of the rudder because it's the only thing that I really and the canopy. The canopy cracked in half, so the whole front half of the canopy is missing. But uh, the rudder and the rudder got smashed. So those are the two items that I'm waiting for. And as soon as those things come back in, I should be back in the air. So I'm pretty excited about that because it well, is a beautiful you. airplane. So, but anyway, the whole point of that story, Mike, is that I I did something as well. You know, I mean, it, it's something that I didn't really. I normally don't really rebuild. You know, models, if they crash, I just was like, okay, I'll just go get another one. Well, especially um, something like that, right? Yeah, because I've had motor boxes destroyed, you know, or the whole airplane. Although I will yeah. tell you that when uh, I was at your place up in Alaska, when you were up there still, the beaver, I spent a whole oh, morning putting that beaver together. And uh, that was a pretty funny story because I, I got up at like 530 in the morning because I was on Arizona time. 
and uh, I went downstairs and his beaver was all crashed that he had just crashed it. So I spent all morning putting the whole box and everything back together. So I have it sitting on the table and it's all back together. And he comes walking down there with his coffee and he goes, oh, yeah, that's the beaver that I crashed. And he picks it up and chunks it right in the garbage. <laughs> I looked at him and went, uh, are you not going to try to save it? He goes, no, I already have another airplane or whatever, you know, I'm using all that equipment on. And I was like, did you even notice that the front nose looked a lot different? Or he goes, uh, oh, oh, yeah, no, it's okay. And he just threw it in the garbage. I was just like, okay, that was five hours with the work that I just wasted. So anyway, now I actually ask him, hey, are you going to throw this away or do you want me to try and fix it? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's pretty smart. The good news is, though, is that was kind of my first attempt. Let me tell you, this one worked way better. I've gotten much better since then. I mean, that's been, you know, four or five years ago or however many years. So are you, say, are you saying you had the pieces up, uh, different part pieces, and then you just made new ones out of, like, tracing around them or something? No, the the pieces were missing. Like, the, like some of the wood is totally gone, right? But uh, believe it or not, a popsicle stick it looks very similar to what, you know, that little piece of um, of wood that's gone. And so I would lay the popsicle stick there. Like one side does have it, but the other side doesn't have it. I was lucky that that way. And so I just traced out, inverted it so it's the same on the other side. And then I went Jam out and took there. the popsicle stick and I just put it on my sander and I sanded it till it was exactly like the other side. And then I just kind of, you know, blended it together. So some of the things actually ha I had to, um, you know, they're, they're uh, like doublers. Yeah, they're but they're doublers. Yeah. Uh, so like there's a piece of wood, but there's, you know, balsa wood or popsicle sticks or whatever underneath it to hold it. But then other things where I actually had to create a brace, I just used the whole popsicle stick and made the new brace. So, um, but anyway, I, cool. I'm, I, I was pretty impressed with my own work. Uh, as well as, you know, sounds like you were as well. So those are things that, you know, in this particular instance, normally, if I wasn't sitting at home, not doing anything, not to, or I, had to I go would to work, right? Yeah. What's that? Oh, because you didn't have to go to work. That's the right. So, yeah. I mean, normally I'm, yeah, I'm in a rush. I'm like, Oh, I got to go do this stuff. And so in this particular case, I was like, ah, you know, what can I lose? I, I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to have a fuselage to go fly. And I, you know, Spencer's done two of them already. He, you know, he, he's really good at buying wrecked airplanes and then putting them back together. And I've been around there, you know, for the last little couple of times that he's done this. So I, I've been, you know, it was kind of exciting. I was all excited. I sent pictures to the, my buddy Larry that's, uh, you know, was out flying with me and he's like, oh my gosh, you get a new fuselage already? <laughs> I was like, no, you got to look close at the picture. You can see some of the popsicle sticks, you know, and some of the other wood that I use, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. So now I just have to figure out what kind of uh, ESC I need to put on there. Cause I don't know if I want to go back with the towel on or if I want to go to something different. Well, I, I, I've used those before. They work great. I, I, that's why I'm thinking something else, you know, something else is a foot. Well, I did read on the internet, you know, of course I got home and I started doing a bunch of research on it and there's actually on the castle creations, uh, on the helicopter side, they did say that there was some issues uh, where if you plug the wires directly in, you know, because they have little adapters that they want you to plug into. Uh, uh -huh. If you plug the wires directly into the ESC, that's, that several guys had had issues where it, you know, did something and caused an issue for it to stop or whatever. So I don't know if that was my case, but I don't know. And this, and this ESC has been sitting in my, you know, my hobby room for about two, three years. I never right. opened the box because I was a helicopter one and I didn't have a helicopter. So, so I don't know. I, I, I think I could probably go with it again. That's what they suggest for this airplane. Um, wow. but I also have a castle creations, um, ice or whatever it is that I could use. So I don't know. Well, don't know. What, you do, know, what do you think? Uh, some, sometimes, you know, some of these, uh, ESCs get a little squirrely once you start getting above or around six, you know, six cell batteries. You know, they'll say yeah. that they're rated for it, but they're they they may not be to the to the specifications that they're actually putting on the on yeah. on them. Well, Castle's usually pretty good. They usually say it's seventy, yeah, but in reality, it's ninety. So if they put ninety, it's probably a hundred. 
Yeah. But they usually go over. But I do I do know that some of the off-brand ones, you know, they may say, yep. oh, from two to six cells. You put a six cell on there and you just burned it up. Yep. But this one's, you know, for a, a 500 to 700 helicopter. So they're using six cells on that thing. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're putting you know, some amps through it. Right. Yeah, that's right. A, that's so I, ampy, ampy I'm thing. thinking I might, you know, might try it again just to try and see if it, uh, you know, if it was uh, an issue. But I don't know. I'll have to think. I'll think on that hey, while I'm waiting so, uh, for my one, rudder one thing real quick. Uh, uh, AK Mike actually started our little plane challenge. Oh, you did? Yep. What did you do? Um, I, uh, I'm going to make a tea tail out of it. Uh-huh. I dug out the, I dug out the, uh, front side for electronics and whatnot. Uh, it was sort of a, it's a work in progress. Sure. Um, I cut off the ailerons already and the elevator pieces. Um, I'm not going to put a rudder on it. It's just going to be a Yankee bank. Hmm. Uh, being a T-tail, it's a new type of a control arm for me for that because it's going to have to sort of snake around. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be interesting to, to solve that problem and understand the you know the mechanics around that. You know, Basically, I'll have some sort of a what I know in the 3D printing world is a Bowden tube type of a thing where you put the wire inside a tube and then you run the snake the tube right. around. But the right. wire's got to be thin enough to be able to do that, but stiff enough to be able to push it. So piano wire or something like that will probably work yeah. fine. Yeah, it should work. Yeah. So I, I just to bring everybody kind of back into that, we uh, when the, the guys were here for the electric festival, Jay had ordered three little chuck gliders, basically. And um, so anyway, he challenged us to do something with them. And... Uh, it's still sitting in there. Actually, mine is all together. It looks just like the package because Jay well, put it together. <laughs> and I haven't taken I it back put, apart yet. I, I so, didn't. I was just fitting it together to see how the parts I know. together. To and see, it's still fitting ideas. perfectly out there. So I haven't, oh, I haven't oh, decided oh, oh. what okay. I want to do with mine. So gotcha. Mike's off on a, you know, hey, let's get something done. He he started out. But uh, I, I've had so many other projects going on, I haven't had a chance. So. Oh, and the uh, the other thing I did is I blew up the switch on my battery case. So I went to the field the other day to go, you know, I took all my batteries out to go fly, and, and then I had no batteries. <laughs> I was like, gosh, dang it. So I had to order a new switch. So it just blew or what? what? You know, I'm not really sure what happened to that one either. Uh, one of the pins, you know, it's a three-pin the because um, it's just a 110 outlet. And right. uh, so I have a cord that I plug into it, so the outlet's kind of, you know, in the case. And, uh, it wasn't, I was charging here at the house and, uh, I wrapped everything up. I grabbed everything, went out to the field, plugged it in and it wasn't working. So we took it out and tested it. And one of the other guys that was there was like, oh yeah, one of these pins is burned out. So I'm not really sure. Cause it's got an on and off switch and the plug so I can plug it in and turn it on and off. And I think somehow I, I must've either plugged it in or got, it got wet or I, I don't know what happened, but one, only one of the pins, the other ones all show, you know, that they are transitioning through with the switch in the on position, but the one, the one pin is not. So, gotcha. Anyway, I got a new switch on the way, and it'll be here, I think, on, you know, next couple of days. So, gotcha. So the other thing gotcha. I did was I built the, uh, um, wow, the uh, plane that you got us. Um, Oh yeah, the, the crack yak. Oh, your crack yak, the yeah. Crack yak, yeah. Yeah. So, so that was another thing that we're going to do some three D printing stuff on it. Instead of putting the carbon rods or mm-hmm. using the carbon rods and then making little adapters so that they the carbon rods will stay in place and not go through the foam. Oh right. Um, so, so either we're going to make those or whatever, or just like uh, make a something that fits along the fuselage, like you did the wood. Um, mm-hmm. Just make some plastic uh, pieces to hold that rear end from twisting. Yeah, so I, I don't really like the the little posts that they give you for the rod to stay, you know, kind of level. I, I really haven't found that the rod bends unless you go past the, you know, the max throw, then it'll bend out. But um, I just took some balsa wood, some 45-degree uh, angles, like triangle-looking things, and I just cut them in like a 4-inch strip, and I just put them right towards the tail. It makes it a little tail heavy, so it it basically works in my favor because then you can hover it. I mean, you flew it at the electric festival. You you saw how yeah kind of yeah, almost naturally it wants to hover. So. Yeah. Yep. So it, it worked out in my favor. So that's good. Well, um, you know that's what that's one of those challenges because I got them, but they don't come with directions. <laughs> so you kind of have to. 
hey, what is this for? What is this for? Where does this go? Um, but uh, that's good that you built it. Have you flown it yet? No. Uh, no, not yet. Oh, okay. It's been been a little windy. Uh, I mean, for that, anyway. Sure. Uh, we probably could fly it tonight because uh, it's calmed down outside and just go out and j- since it's night flyer, we can mm-hmm. fly right in his backyard. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, you put the lights and everything on it, right too? Up there. Yeah, I got the lights on it okay. and everything. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to uh, see how that how that works out. I'd, I'd be interested to fly it and see if see how different it is compared to mine. Wow, I really have to start building mine. I have all the parts and pieces. I just got to put it together. Oh yeah, 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 you need to get caught up with us. Right. That's been yeah. my thing my whole life, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> catch up. <laughs> you just got to catch up with us. <laughs> yep. I'll well, that is best. exciting. I, you know, I um. I've got a lot of little projects that I got to get done, you know, for, cause I've literally been flying so much, uh, literally for the last, like, you know, since this whole thing kind of came, came into existence, they've kind of had us, you know, standing by and, um, you know, cause air travel kind of went by the wayside nobody's traveling. So they've kind of got us just waiting around, but, uh, but I've been just been flying. I've either out in the front yard with the little, uh, foamies or I've been out of the club or down in the jet rally. So I, I haven't had a chance to, you know, sit and repair anything because I've been physically flying them all. So now that uh, things have kind of slowed down a little bit um, and everybody's kind of doing their own thing, I I may have to break it out and start, you know, repairing. Well, since I'm repairing the MXS, maybe I can get the other airplanes out and repair some of those. So, yeah, I get a call back up, build yours. Yeah, well, I got to build that. I also, like you said, got to tr- do that little cheetah chuck glider. I got an idea of what I want to put together, uh, do that. Um, I have a couple of, uh, I got to finish the glider, uh, my, um, the Radian Pro that uh, fell apart when you went to Oh, fly. yeah, that's right. So yeah. I pretty much have it all back together. I just have to glue on a skid plate on the bottom and that's it. She's ready to fly again. Hmm. So it's it's like I have like onesies, twosies of something to just a quick fix. Sure. Uh, for a, on a bunch of my planes. Um, but I, I need to get on it because right now, you know, Texas is green right now. It's it's right. that nice temperature. Like Mike and I went out and it wasn't overly hot, but we still both got burned. Um, believe it or not, even though uh, it wasn't really hot or anything out, um, the field out there is pretty nice. Uh, Mike helped me mow it, uh, so it looks really nice right now. Uh, fortunately, remember I told you that the the P and E guys came out there and were doing oh, all. Oh, that's the right. They put the fence up when I was there last right, time. Right, right, right. Well, they've completed their job out there, so um, I guess they could have kept the fence out there if they wanted it, but they didn't want the fence, so they took the fence all down. They uh, cleared all the stuff out, so that whole area now is all green because they, you know, they smashed down all the grass, and right. then they're coming. They came back and they planted new grass. Uh, in that whole man. area so that they reseeded that whole area. Well, and then cool. the, while Mike and I were both out there, we were just about to leave. Cause first we drove in and these guys were ahead of us and we're like, what are these guys doing? And uh, so they had all this, they had some heavy equipment um, and they parked, you know, they, so they, they're like, oh, let's pull up. Like they pulled over on the side of the road. Well, they pulled into the little road that we drive up to get to the field and we're like, oh. uh, we're trying to <laughs> yeah, go. And you're there. like, hey, we got we to gotta get by you. So we drive by and we're like, what are those guys doing? Well, we went and flew, did our thing, you know, whatever. And then we're we're watching them work there, and we're like, well, they're working on the road. I wonder, I wonder what they're doing. And then when we drove down there, sure enough, they're re, they repaved the whole road. Oh, well, because there you go. You know, their, their trucks were going down there, so now yeah, that yeah, road, yeah. which was all right. bumpy and you know potholes, and you know looked like somebody was dropping anti crater, you know, anti <laughs> denial bombs on it. Sure. Uh, so they filled all that in. Now it's all nice, and uh, it, it's it's great. Now it's easy to get out there, and the only bumpy part is to drive up the drive up to the field in that little part of the road so it's really nice well that's not too bad it's only a couple you know 200 yards yeah 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 so it's not bad at all so that's very cool beautiful and 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 last night like i said uh right before we left we were finishing uh, the field up we flew right before dusk and it was just a beautiful it's just one of those beautiful 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 nights the temperature was just right there was no wind it was super calm and we were out there flying you know it was right at that dusky thing where you could just barely see your wing or see the plane. You know, you sure. just see an object. It was just beautiful. It was just a beautiful night the other night. So, yeah. Excellent. Uh, quite the zen moment. Yeah. Well, the only thing exciting happened uh, this weekend for us was uh, somebody blew through the light at our club. Yeah. Because our club, you know, it, it's in a dead-end road, 
It has yeah. a fence right there. Yeah. Well, they were in the little they were in a little uh, Mercedes SL500 and blew through the light coming across the street and just blew our gate about 100 yards away from, from where that must have messed that car up. Oh, I'm I wasn't there. It happened uh, you know, like right, right as the weekend was starting uh, a couple of days ago, but the guys that were there said, "Yeah, it it tore the car up. They had to tow it out." So, but it was funny because I showed up the next day, you know, and I walked in. I'm like, wow, where's the gate? They took the gate down because normally you have to get out, you know, and yeah. it's it's a Take locked gate because yep. uh, it's on, um, you know, county land. And so uh, anyway, I drove right through and I was like, wow, I like this no gate thing. You know, I didn't have to get out of my truck and unlock the <laughs> gate. They're like, yeah, did you see where the gate was? I'm like, yeah, it was laying like 100 feet away from where it was supposed to. He hit so hard. He pulled the actual pole where the, the gate sits on the pole. You know, yeah, he pulled it. He pulled it right out was, of the concrete. That was, uh, like the whole pole shortage, got ripped straight out. shortage of steel when they made that gate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that gate is heavy. It yeah, is. It's for yeah. like big trucks, you know. Yep. So to be able to knock that, you know, side completely off and pull the pole right out of this concrete. Yeah, I don't think I must be have been able to moving. buff that out. I'm not gonna be able uh, to buff that yeah, out. Did the guy make it? I mean, Jesus, that seems. Yeah, he did. They. Uh, I guess they said that the police were there and he was trying to convince them that his car got stolen. But uh, I, I think <laughs> while he was in it, <laughs> yeah, behind the yeah, driver's exactly. seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, Who's the funny the part back? is, is that I was they, stealing it back and I was driving it so fast it got right. out of control. Yeah, well, it's amazing when you're under the influence, some of the things that you, some, some things that you try to convince uh, the, the police. So your car was stolen and you know exactly where it was to come tell me that, you know, hey, my car was stolen. This is my car. Yeah, it's got a GPS tracker, dude. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I just came <laughs> I from exactly a bachelor what. party and they dropped me off and I say, that's, right. that's where my car. That's <laughs> right. Put me out. I just came said, to the field. Do you want me to, to wait with you? No, no, no. You guys well, you go see, ahead. My iPhone was in there, and my friend had uh, tracked my iPhone, oh, and yeah, so that's how I iPhone. found it. Yep, that's true. Wow, that's true. Well, guys, our hour is up. It has uh, been a quick weekend, and uh, sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun down there. I'm jealous. We are. Oh, we are. <clears throat> so it's that's true. Yeah. Well, I will have to say once again that if you. Uh, are listening to us and, uh, you know, still affected, get out and build something, uh, or fix your planes. And if you can get out to the field, practice your social distancing and, uh, you know, try to get this COVID-19 pushed down enough where we can restart our lives and go out there and have a good time. But, um, you know, definitely uh, join us on Facebook uh, listeners group. Our uh, group is growing by the day. We get a couple of new listeners every day and, uh, we welcome you. Uh, and feel free to post. We, um, we don't do, I don't do that enough. I need to get more on Facebook. Thanks to uh, Nick Turner and some of the guys out there are constantly putting, uh, you know, little, little things on there. Yeah. But you're flying every day. You should be posting, putting a picture out there. I know I flying. should. I will. I will. I'll post all that okay. uh, on online. If it, uh, matter of fact, I could probably post it before this comes out because this comes out exactly. on Tuesday, I think, but, um, but yeah. So let us know what you're working on and, uh, if you know, you're sequestered and, Get to turn in some wrenches, building. Uh, I'm uh, I'm practicing social distancing by flying my paramotor. Yes, that's true. That's a good yep. That is a good distance. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah. I kind of I went. Uh, you know, one of my trips. I I did before all this uh, happened. I was you know overseas, and uh, my wife was really worried about it. And I told her I sent her a picture, and I'm like, L- literally, I am the only guy standing here. <laughs> I can't really contract it from anybody if nobody's around me. So. Uh, I've been back several weeks since then, so I, you know, obviously it didn't affect me. But uh, she was a little worried. So, yeah, because you were in Korea and you were in Spain. So uh, I was Korea at the beginning, yeah, and then Spain uh, later a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, Just it was very interesting. It was great. It looked like it was like one of those weird disaster disaster movies because like the whole city was empty when you're sending pictures back. It know? was, yeah. I, t- I posted a picture of uh, it was literally five oh five in the afternoon. We were you know getting to the hotel and uh, I posted a picture of the street and uh, it's a four lane highway and there wasn't one car, no people, no no people on the sidewalks. It looked like one of those zombie movies, you know, that everybody's yep. gone. Yep, yep. You're just like, wow, where did everybody go? Uh, very much unlike the U.S. You know, people in the U.S. are Kind of like, eh, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I got to go do stuff. Unfortunately, it's that rebel nature that we have. Yes, the it is. They say, don't do this. Well, I'm going to go do it because you That's told right. me not to. Right. 
So uh, if that being having that on your mind, don't go build airplanes. Don't build any kids <laughs> yeah, this don't week. Build, you can't build an airplane. Everybody <laughs> That's knows that. right. You just have to stay in and hoard your toilet paper. So. <laughs> I told uh, every I told everybody we should that, have a TP plane building challenge. I know we go. should. That's a, that's a good idea. We should do that. Uh, we were when I was at the club. There was like four or five guys there, and some of them retired, and they were really angry because these people were hoarding their toilet paper. And I said, uh, you know, I have a bidet in my house. Let's look who's laughing now, sucker. You know, because <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'm like <laughs> everybody made fun of me and said, oh, why do you have a bidet in your house? You know. I'm like, because I'd lived in Europe at one point, and my wife fell in love with it, and she's like, oh, i got to have one of those. Uh, but now, you know, eh, what can I say? I don't really... <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> Use your imagination. But I'm not the one having to hoard anything. So, anyway. Well, so, anything, we... uh, real, real quick before we wrap up, any, uh, anything coming up? Uh, big, you know, any events? Yes, uh, the big event was uh, Joe Nall. <laughs> it's supposed to be uh, right around the corner. Um, I haven't seen too much about it. I don't know if they've canceled it totally. I'll have to go back and look. Uh, but some of these events, you know, almost all the events that I, you know, that we were trying to go to are probably going to be pushed off till later, I think. So nothing for me, uh, in the near future, at least in the next few weeks, um, Easter's around the corner. So we'll have to see where this thing takes us and, um, you know, kind of re retouch base, uh, here in two weeks when we come back and, and see where we are. Okay. Well, luckily, uh, I haven't quite figured out a way for me to work from home, but my wife works from home, so that's good news. And uh, I think Mike can—he's uh, working from home too. So that's right. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll figure that out. But if I can figure out a way for fly from home, I'll, I'll do that too. <laughs> well, and I've always always done the social distancing out here in Wimberley, Texas. That's so true. I, yeah. I've been doing it for the past two years before it became this thing. Jay's a veteran. Yes, he is a veteran. <laughs> He's it. a veteran social distancer. That's Actually, it. you know, um, my property as well, because I live on a, like an acre and a quarter, and uh, I, I don't really see too many people either until unless I go out to the club. And, uh, and even then, you know, the club's in a big area. It's not like we're all standing around on top of each other. So, but... Well, I just go ahead and put my arms out and do the helicopter when I'm around people. Stay away That's from right. me. Stay away from me. It works pretty <laughs> good. Arms linked. As you're spinning around, people will get out of your way. Yep. That's true. It, I get to the front of the line every time I go to the supermarket. There you go. I don't. I never have to wait. Well, we <laughs> wish all of our listeners uh, the best of health. Please stay healthy. Please practice your social distances and, uh, and build something once again. And um, I guess from Michael here in Arizona. Jay from the Hills. <coughs> The Texas. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> and AK, AK Mike in Texas. All right. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.